everyone this is philip and welcome 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 to the show as usual per usual grab your tea or grab your coffee mm -hmm. so this is um some cranberry tea i think it's celestial seasonings but i'm not too sure but i love berry teas i've been drinking coffee all day and i think it was starting to make me tired so i was like let me drink some tea real quick so i don't just you know get narcolepsy and just fall asleep on you so listen we have an awesome show today, and I know you guys hear me say that all the time, but I am super excited about today. If you don't know already, what we do here, we like to really celebrate authenticity, uniqueness, individuality, and as you'll see on my shirt and on my hat, it just says, be you. And this is a place where you can come and just be yourself, find yourself, learn about yourself, start on a discovery towards yourself, whatever has to do with you being you. So today, I have an amazing woman, an amazing musician, an amazing person that is on our show, and her name is Gianna Hunter. So let me tell you just a little bit about her. Gianna is an arts advocate with a background in performing arts education. How about that? She's a vocal coach and a music, edu music educator, and her style is proficient in gospel, jazz, soul, and so much more. She's a songwriter, she's an arranger, as well as a praise and worship leader. And due to her musical ability, she is often sought after as a presenter for various music workshops and seminars. So I don't know about you, but I'm excited to get her on the show. So why don't we just welcome her? Welcome to Gianna Hunter. Hi, Philip. I'm so glad. I'm so happy to be here with you today. <laughs> well, we're so happy to have you. Look at you. Come on. You look wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just taken aback by these earrings. What's going on? You know, I love leaves. They just are earthy for me. They remind me of a summer breeze. Even though we're in the winter time, it just helps to keep me feeling cool on the inside and the outside. Listen, so I love leaves and feathers. <laughs> yeah, they look awesome. Yeah, I'm going through all of these seasons. Those you can just wear those all year round. And if it's not even in season, it keeps you hopeful for the season to come. <laughs> That's right, in the natural and the spiritual. So Let that is just correct. <laughs> See, she's been she's been deep already. Already. Yes. Yes. Gianna, so you're so um, you're so accomplished musically. So let's back up for the people. How did you start? Um, how did you start getting into music? And when did you know that that was something that you were really passionate about? Wow, I come from a family of singers on my mother and father's side, and I'll never forget a story that my mother often shares. And I actually remember that when she would clean up on Saturdays, she would have me on her hip. And she'd have the vacuum cleaner in the other hand and Luther Vandross or uh, Vanessa Bell Armstrong, the Winans, any of those great musicians were playing. We came from a very eclectic background and mm. even Earth, Wind and Fire. Any of those, she would sing and have me harmonize and echo with her. Oh. She would sing a part, have me repeat. And so from the age of two, singing and just developing my ear was just a part of my natural habitat if you will 
Um, I started at a school for at the School for Creative and Performing Arts in Cincinnati, Ohio, when oh. I was nine years old. Nine years old. Nine, yes. Wow. Um, they put us through a rigorous program where we had to audition to be placed in our artistic expertise, and music was one of mine. And I started at nine in the fourth grade, graduated from there in twelfth um, grade, and. I had amazing teachers throughout that just made music fun and interesting. And I knew that as a young adult, as, or as I was approaching young adulthood, I even wanted to be one of three things and that was a teacher, a lawyer, or an entertainer. Okay. However, that entertainer happened because I always liked drama, even though I was a little shy, but I knew I could use the music. So I continued through the entertainment and education route mm -hmm. because I love music and I love to help other people who have a passion for music to develop their craft as well. Mm -hmm. So from high school, I attended Kentucky State University, one of the best HBCUs this side of heaven. Well, and for my master's degree, I traveled to Western Michigan and completed my Masters of Music and Jazz Studies performance degree. And it's just been an amazing, very consistent journey as an artist and educator. And I've been very grateful for it. Did you find that, because something that I hear um, in uh, musicians that are bivocational, so you have your degree in music and you also are in education. So do you find some of a lot of the people that were with you on your journey in music when it came to schooling and getting your master's, did a lot of those people also have a passion for education? Wow, that's a very interesting question. You know, it was split. Mm. I mean, I had friends that were education majors that really didn't have the desire to perform. Okay. And then I had friends that were performers that didn't have the patience for children to teach. So I think you really have to have a great balance in wanting to give back, not only love and find ways to keep your art fueling it with from within, mm -hmm. which allows the artistry to be very present in my life, but not only being filled by what's poured in, but once I'm full, being able to pour back out. And that's where the teaching comes in, very passionate about that. I was shy as a child, even though really? I always had a gift. And But people pushed me mm. and encouraged me. So I always believed that there was a space and an opportunity for me to do the same and give back to others that were similar to me. Wow, people pushed you. And that's that's such an integral part. Mm -hmm. Because you saying that you were you were shy as a child, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes people have and, and this might have been your your uh your experience as well, you had these 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 things that you're just determined or you're passionate about doing. You said lawyer, you know, educator, entertainer, those are in front of people. Yes. You're <laughs> all right. of it. You're right. And it's all dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be dramatic as a lawyer. Right. It's, and it's all, I mean, it's literally all entertainment. It is. It is. Like teachers are entertaining. They have to get up and perform. Lawyers got to get up and prepare and perform. You know, entertainers do the same thing. So if those people, when you were younger, hadn't pushed you 
to see, you know, the possibilities of you stepping outside of that little shell that you had. Do you think that you would be where you are today? Mm, I don't think so because I'm daily finding areas to become more confident in mm, okay. what God has given me because it's easy to just stay comfortable and stay in the background. Mm -hmm. And speaking of background, because like I said, as a child, harmony was always around me. So that was my go-to. I wanted collaboration. I wanted teamwork. I wanted somebody to sing to my left and to my right, and I'm going to hold it down in the middle on alto and I will not be moved. <laughs> you said that. Oh, I got the alto. I don't know what y'all doing. I got the alto. So there's yeah. always great security in that, in numbers. But um, I always, unfortunately, had a bad misconception of walking in your purpose as an artist. Okay. Because I thought I associated it with vanity, unfortunately, wanting to achieve stardom. Uh, wanting to have this platform where all of the glory was on you instead of just thinking about it as a responsibility because of the gift that you've been given is to share it. Mm -hmm. And not only that, when you are authentic about why you do it, because wow. you want to give and truly you should want to prosper. No one wants to do anything with their heart earn time and money and investing and not prosper from it. But um, you always have to check your motives because the journey is not smooth at all. Yeah. You'll have bumps along the way. You'll get plenty of no's before you get a few yeses. And you have to remember what the main thing is. I have a purpose to give this gift back. To sure. People. And it's fulfilling to be in that space where you can still utilize the moment of collaboration with other creatives, whether it is singing with background singers, even mm -hmm. behind me or singing with great musicians beside me. Yeah. Um, you're creating an, an invaluable experience. And I share that with my students that you, you are able to do something that many people cannot do. Mm. And that's a treasure. So value it and invest in it responsibly. Invest in it responsibly. That's that's deep mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of people, you know, it is a means to an end, which isn't bad. But the end for some is that fame and fortune, which, you know, comes with the territory. Do you find that not um, being able to step out as yourself because you're a songwriter and a, an arranger and a musician as well? Mm -hmm. So do you find that not just um, meshing into the background into the chord as the alto note do you mm -hmm. now step into i guess the 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 position of being able to share your thoughts not just i mean not just the gift of singing and giving back but being able to say what it is that you want to say in a way that you want to say it and sing it yes yes it i've been very grateful to have that opportunity and a lot of times my process has come through prayers that i've written when I attended the Performing Arts School in Cincinnati, I was a creative writing minor. Oh. And I didn't realize how valuable that time was until I really started to journal and write prayers and write poems. And, you know, if I had a relationship that didn't go well, how I was able to use that as therapy for myself. Yeah. So being able to take responsibility and ownership of that part of the process has mm -hmm. really made me feel 
um, not only responsible, but I had to step up with confidence to tell the story the way not only I experienced it, but how it's been given to me. Mm. And so okay. I, it's important to have people that are open to be along and supportive for the journey and then have people that are open and honest with you if they don't think it works or you should stretch and do something different, have open ears to receive from people. Yeah. It's also important that you stick to it. Yeah. Because like I said, it's, it's easy to get distracted or have to shift some priorities around at times, not only to further that career of your dreams, but to also make sure that you are able to thrive in a prosperous way as a a contributing citizen because we can't just sit in our rooms and sing all day and yeah we're gonna sing in the dark <laughs> or with candles you better find something to do until you get that next gig right but i can right. tell you it's been one of the most prosperous times for me as an artist because i've not had to work many side jobs in retail although i love fashion but to think about how many hours i would have to work in retail just to make the same amount in a couple of hours of singing mm -hmm. you know all the preparation has made it worth it that you are actually benefiting from the time that you've sown in very tangible wow. ways along the journey wow wow you're reaping that you're reaping the harvest yes 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 yeah, and, and you know, and, and that's and that's important because I think mm -hmm. that you value the space that you're in a lot more when you actually put in the work and you can say, mm -hmm. a lot of times people look at people, somebody yes. can just discover you today, right? People can see you right now and you could be a quadruple platinum artist and they'll be like, oh, well, she just came out yesterday. <laughs> but they don't know the year. They don't know the number of seeds that have been sown. They don't know the toil. That's right. <laughs> they just That's see right. all of a sudden you're just here. And although that does happen sometimes, like getting struck by lightning, mm -hmm. a lot of times it takes perseverance and commitment and a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. You know, for your um, for your particular uh, style of music, we're going to get to a song. You guys, we're going to be able to hear this short snippet of a song in just a minute. John is going to set it up for us. But before we get there, in your um, your genre, which seems to be very fluid, you can mm -hmm. do a lot of different things. But in your genre of music, keeping in mind what what's popular, mm -hmm. have you ever thought about altering anything about your artist package? to be mm. more mainstream? Mm, that's a good question. I was challenged with being able to write in that manner. And mm. it took me to have not only some openness, but some humility mm. because I didn't think that I really needed to change what I did because God gave me this, he gave me that. I'm not trying to fit the visual or auditory mold of the next pop singer just to sell she said, charts. She said auditory mode. There's some words coming down here. This Do you try to cut it out? I'm not trying to look like Beyonce. I'm not trying to sing like Beyonce because I just don't have those goods. There's only one and that's all we need. And that's yeah. actually a seminar that I have. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. You know, that's I love good. her. She's one of my favorites. But um, 
I didn't want to be in that area of competition. And that yeah. always became something that I felt would stifle me more than help me to grow. But when I spoke to someone who had hits in multiple genres and was able to hear the constructive criticism, it made me take a step back and think about it. I said, well, I'm smart enough. I know what makes pop. I know what's comprised of um, R&B and soul. And so that's where I had to put my thinking cap on. I had to put my very intentional composition hat on. Yeah. And then be able to make it authentic through my words, my testimony through that song. Yeah. So once I actually thought about the ingredients that make hits, mm -hmm. I said, I think that may be it. Mm. And one of the things that David Porter taught us when I attended his songwriting uh, consortium in Memphis, Tennessee, was that people have to remember the hook. Yeah. If they don't remember the hook. I mean, what was the point? You did all this singing and then they've forgotten about the song. They've gotten bored. But if you've got something that they can always come back to, then you've got your hit. And so I had to start with that, even thinking about what my niche was that I really wanted to get across to the audience. And sure. so with this song, being grateful, that was just it. People say it all the time, but how do you communicate it in a way that still makes it hip and relevant where even when they're going through things, they can, this song can still put a smile on your face, still give you an uplifting spirit. And you can say, that's right. I don't have a job right now, but I'm grateful because I can think about the things that I don't have or the things that I hadn't had before, but I was able to achieve later and still be grateful for the journey. That, that is a wonderful toss up to the song. <laughs> Listen, this is your premiere of Grateful by Gianna. Listen to this and we'll be right back right after this clip. Thank you. You know what? What a song for now. Mm -hmm. You know, specifically coming through uh, whatever that last year was. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, the, surprise. The year unmentionable, <laughs> you know? And now here we are. And what a fresh song. And I totally hear 
um, what you were saying before. You know, it, I don't. I don't even know what else you're gonna say. Could you know, and you just walk around singing that. So when you were writing this song and you were getting everything together, were you in kind of a happy mood? How did you, what did you do to just say, you know what, I'm grateful. And now here's, here it is on the track. Mm, yeah, so the song stems from a testimony. I had a car accident. I had more accidents in Memphis, Tennessee than yep. I've had in my entire life. My God. So when you talk about the bitter and the sweet, the bitter of it is my body had a lot of pain through mm -hmm. those years that I was there. But the sweet of it was I was still alive. Mm -hmm. I was able to use that last accident while I was attending that seminar with a cast on my hand. Wow. And with medication that was making me drowsy in class. To wow. actually write a song and say, it could have been worse, but you kept me for this new day you've shown me. Yeah. I'll never take for granted. Somebody didn't have it, meaning have this day, but I am grateful. Wow. And so from there, I love bass lines and, um, oh gosh, not Otis Redding, but um, Isaac Hayes. Okay was an, an influential, very influential artist from the Stax music catalog, which was the record label in Memphis. And I said, okay, funk, soul, my journey, Memphis, Tennessee, baseline. I thought about Al Green. Okay. So Al Green came to me all from Memphis, but then also from my journey from Detroit, Michigan, Still baseline, the chorus, very poppy. Think about the Supremes, very consistent. You know, they're going to come in with a, I am grateful. So just having very simple, yeah. clean background. I didn't worry about trying to put extensions, four note chords in there every time. I have a few splashes throughout the uh, drive of the song. But for the main chorus, I needed the music to be clean where anybody could pick a note. Yeah. I am grateful. I am grateful. Have the men. I am grateful. <laughs> Come on, tenors. Just want everybody to just, you know, bob and, you know, yeah. get to it. And just be grateful. Have a smile on their faces. So music does that to you. It makes you move. And so does pop music. And I never thought that I would write a song that was like maybe a little headbanger, bopper, shoulder bopper. But mm -hmm. then I actually said, I think this is a bop. And not only when I felt it, Again, I was being a little shy because I didn't want to seem like I was being overly uh, confident about a song. But I said, I think there's something here. But yeah. I had other songs side by side, and everybody always wanted to hear that song. Mm -hmm. I said, y'all really like that? So I said, well, glory to God. You know, yeah. this is what it's about. And like you said, so important. I was very frustrated for many years about not being able to produce the gift that I've had. I've been on this journey for a very long time. I've picked it up, put it down, being a music teacher. But this song was meant for this season. Mm -hmm. And we haven't been in church um, consistently now for at least 10 months now. Yeah. And just thinking about at the ninth month, at the end of birthing, of, or when we've gotten to the end of a creation for a child, there's a new birthing. Mm. And 
I believe that this music was meant to birth something new, wow. even in gospel music that we haven't heard coming out of church. It's still the message, but it doesn't sound like anything people have ever seen before. It's yeah. something fresh. It's just like we're waiting for this surprise. And then you see this beautiful baby like, oh, this is what we've been waiting for. Yeah. So these are just moments that have helped to build me in confidence that my gift is necessary and it's for people. So keep going. Yeah, necessary, and I'll also say relevant. Relevant. Yes. I think I think the message um, not only is is the vocal very fresh and very clean, very simple, but yet complex. You know. Okay. <laughs> you like to be all sweet and smooth, but you listen close. You're like, what? Oh, what you do? <laughs> oh, okay. Why not back? Why not back? Because <laughs> I gotta get that one. But it's um, it's it, it, it's definitely relevant for today. One of the things that I really appreciate about the freshness of it, because you come from a place of inspiration. It's an inspiring song. Mm -hmm. It can be cross genres. Of course, it can be Christian music. It can be um, jazz. It's jazzy. It can mm -hmm. be pop. It can be all of these things. And at the end of the day, it's universal because what person can't look out the window, can't realize where they are in life, regardless of what you believe in, what you don't regardless. believe in, but you know, right yeah. now, I am grateful. That's right. In any language, you can say, I'm grateful. You know, because yeah. somebody, somebody asked me the other day, because we were talking about, um, Christian music versus secular, you know, and they're like, well, I don't really believe in that. I was like, well, the interesting thing about that is we only say that about Christian music. Well, I don't believe that, so I can't hear it. You hear all these people in a club, you hear all these people doing all these things that people generally don't do or they don't believe in, mm -hmm. but they still sing the song. Yep. But they still ingest the words. They still ingest this. So now we have the opportunity to ingest gratefulness. Yeah, we have the opportunity yes. to really look at our lives and say, you know, where am I blessed? What, mm -hmm. what, what could it have been? Yes, but yes. it's not, you know, and at the end of the day, literally, we all can just I just want a big old T-shirt that says grateful. That's it. Thank you, Philip. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So yes. I was, I'm super excited at the end of that one. Huh? I said, I'm going to have to have your signature at the end of that T-shirt for grateful. <laughs> Because yes. it's, it's such a necessary uh, message. And, and you know, in, in, in these times, past and moving forward, to be reminded. Yes. You know, and I think it's a happy reminder. You know what? I am grateful because we can get so busy. We can mm -hmm. get so consumed with, I mean, we used to get consumed with the news. Think, thankfully, that's kind of dissipated at this point. Yes. But, you know, after all the noise is done, mm -hmm. looking at your life, and saying, you know what? Thank you. I'm grateful. Wow. Yes. yes. Wow. So what's next for you? What's going on? What What are we doing with music? When we get some? Where, where, nah. Ah, oh my gosh. The journey continues. I'm so grateful. <laughs> well, we are grateful uh, to have you. Thank you so much for sharing that song. I don't know if that's a world. Is that a world premiere? It is, actually, Philip. Thank you so much. <laughs> You heard it here, folks. It's the world premiere of Gianna Hunter. Grateful. Gianna, thank you so much. And we're excited that you're continuing your journey, um, number one, in your location, and number two, in your passion. Mm -hmm. Again, it is so necessary that you keep going and keep making music and keep thank playing you. those dominant chords. <laughs> Let the people know. <laughs> so, Gianna, thank you so much for coming on.
<laughs> Everybody, that was Gianna Hunter. We've had such a great time today. All we're going to say is be grateful. We will see you next time. Bye. Don't wait.